Welcome to the Live from AC Second podcast, broadcasting not from my office, but from Perkins. That's right. Um, here uh, jo- at me at the, with me at the table, I'm, by the way, I'm Chris Moore, and joining me at the table here is... I'm Sam Mulberry. And you are? Banked Mulberry. I have, bo- I have both of the Mulberry men here to... Uh, it's like 10.30 at night in a blizzard. And, yeah. It's 10.30 at night. There's a blizzard out. Um, we've already uh, got probably, what, I think six, seven inches of snow, maybe? Uh, probably not yet, you but think? I think okay. it's coming, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, we just saw Rogue One, is the music that preceded me suggests. Uh, we're here to talk about the movie. Yeah, so I guess we should say up front, we'll, we'll throw the, I don't think we're going to like get deep, deep, deep into it, but we'll throw the spoiler alert up right yeah. now. So we're going we're, we're yeah, to talk about We're going to talk about everything. Yeah, so. so if you haven't seen the movie yet, just hit pause, listen to this later after you've seen the movie. Uh, but I want it paused right at this point, right, ready to go once you're done. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go yeah. ahead. All right. Um, so I just want to hear, we actually, we haven't talked about it yet. Uh, so yeah, we, we literally were the silent. The whole car ride, the car ride was home. silent. So um, I want to know people's first impressions. Um, maybe we'll start with you, Banked. Uh, what were your first? What did you think of? What did you think of the movie? I kind of think it was an average Star Wars movie. There, there was nothing. It, it was a really, really good movie, but it wasn't. It wasn't like sort of a revolution. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Chris, what would? I'm going to cautiously agree with, or cautiously disagree with uh, my my friend Banked here. That movie was dope. You it liked it? Super sweet. Yeah. Okay. T- tell me why. Okay. As my my initial impression is, it compares very it, it very favorably to a Force Awakens, because whereas a For- Force Awakens was an enormous amount of fan service, an enormous amount of I mean, it was a retelling of a New Hope. Um, it was a remix of a previous movie. Um, this had a had a modicum of fan service to it. A lot of the fan service these things were very short scenes. Mm-hmm. They didn't really impact character development or plot. And I thought the story was was compelling and interesting. It was a little darker, but it was it still um, fit within the Star Wars universe. I thought it was extremely well executed. Um, I, it's gonna it's gonna creep up my list, and uh, I think we're gonna do some rankings later. Yeah, it's gonna be hard to place this because it's it's pretty darn good. Yeah, and I, I will say, you know, everything everything that we say here is kind of first impression. So I mean, right. what, things will settle. Right, and I'm really excited to see it again and kind of think more and, and to have some time to think about it. Um, I think I'm somewhere in between the two of you um, on this, um, which I think we all liked it, right? I mean, mm-hmm. is that yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah. 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 Um, because my sense is that I here, here I guess here, here's my first take. Okay. So there was a lot of excitement when they first started talking about this movie from people saying, "Okay, this is going to be a Star Wars movie that doesn't focus on the Skywalker." Right. Which it which, which it, it didn't. Um, it's going to be a it's going to be a Star Wars movie without the Force, which it mostly, mostly wasn't. Is. More on that in a minute. Yeah. Um, but you know. And, and that left the door open for people thinking, okay, well, maybe these these sort of a Star Wars story kind of expanded universe type stories are right. going to have a lot of possibilities. And that's mm-hmm. my biggest excited takeaway is that I think even with the rewrites and those types of things, like, like this really did feel like, oh, they went and made this movie, which is not essential to the, like, main, like, episodes. Like, Absolutely. You know, so so... I would say this is not. It's not the. It's I'm like a war movie like this is not right. high on my list of genres of movies. But it makes me excited to say, well, 
they could explore other genres and right. that are more up my alley. And you want to see, well. see Cheers set in the most Eisley Cantina? That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, so, so actually, so that made me really excited. Um, that that I think I hope this does well, and it opens it opens up continues to open up possibilities. Yeah, and, and, absolutely. And I mean, there was a lot of fear when they talked about reshoots and brought in Tony Gilroy that right. that this was going to get Disneyfied, and I didn't feel like it was overly. If he moved it in that direction, it was a good call. Yeah, because if would you have liked this movie if it was thirty percent darker? No, 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 no. It was it was plenty it was plenty dark for yeah, me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's actually I would say if I'm thinking about this and Force Awakens is um, this movie was. Uh, that movie was that movie was brighter and lighter yes. and funner, or yes. fun, more fun. Um, <laughs> there we go. Well, <laughs> yeah. I think it's it's late. <laughs> I think that this movie it might sound a little crazy, but I think it is a retelling of Revenge of the Sith. Hmm. What do you mean by that? Well, first of all, they all die, and in Revenge of the Sith, Obi Wan does like almost kill Darth Vader, and like. So, kind of that's kind of a victory, and um, the rebels steal the plans. So, there's yeah, I, I mean, there's there's definitely like mm-hmm. some of those things that are that that, that uh, uh, are, are similar. Yeah, yeah. It, it 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 did it did have the same feeling when they all died. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What did you when you said it was kind of a middling? Um, Star Wars movie for you. Talk more about about that. Well, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that it's a bad. Movie. Sure. I think. Yeah. It's, like I said, I think. Movie, I think we all we all liked it, but I, I kind of want to know. Like, like, were there things that disappointed you? Well, not really. Kind of the reason why I'm saying this is, uh. Last year with the Force Awakens, I kept on saying, "Oh, now, now it's my favorite and stuff." And um, I kind of want to prevent it from just going every single year. The new movie, the new movie becomes my a favorite. new favorite. Yeah, that's fair. Because I, I'm, I'm just gonna go for the present one. And um, I, Star, I, I really, really like Star Wars. And it's as good as Star Wars, and I think that's a good place for it. So, this is a little bit different movie in terms of um, not just tone. I mean, in, it's being darker, but there's some thematic elements that are pretty different from the mainline canonical Star Wars movies. Uh, did you guys notice there were very few non-humanoid aliens in this in this mm-hmm. in film? Um, there were a few, and there was, only, but 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 mostly they were background dressing, mm-hmm. and for the most part, they were alien species that we have already seen before. Mm-hmm. I think there was, I, I think I saw some kind of a abominable snow creature looking kind of thing at one point. Right. But we mostly saw things like the Admiral Akbar race, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were again uh, generals. Um, right. Long uh, calamari. Cal- there we there we go. There you go. Um, and uh, Bank is our is our technical expert That's here, right. by the way, um, and. This was a this was a story about humans. This was not a story from the Luke Skywalker perspective 
or even the Anakin Skywalker perspective about sort of exploring all the majesty and mystery that is space. It wasn't about meeting new creatures and new civilizations. There was no Star Trek-y kind of elements to this. And I said Star Trek, not Star Wars. Because mm-hmm. Star Trek, one of the major themes is discovering new mm-hmm. things about the universe. Boldly go. Yeah. Boldly going. There was none of that. This was a jaded world. This was a grimy, dirty kind of world where um, there was nothing but a lot of humans and a lot of humans killing each other, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I, uh, I really liked the... Um, in, in terms of thinking about the end of the movie, the, the kind of um, skin of the teeth of everything, like, you know, just kind of just the, 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 the one step... And and uh, one of the things we talked with Mitchell Crum, who saw the mm-hmm. movie last night, um, and he said one of the things he thought they did best was the way that they didn't use Vader a lot, but the way they did was pretty effective. I, I loved the the Vader at the very very end. Right there's so there's two big Vader moments in this, and that uh, his comment kind of kind of shaded me because Vader shows up about a third of the way through the movie, mm-hmm. fairly briefly. And does some kind of classic episode four type Vader things. There's a force choke. There's sort of intimidation. But it's, he's mostly like a strategic general. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, there we go. There was our two minutes of Vader. Or one minute of Vader, maybe. Right. And that's what we're going to see of him. And I was okay with that. Yeah. And then he shows up at the end. And I thought what was <clears throat> what was really clever about this movie was the way it tied this movie directly to A New Hope. Mm-hmm. Um, it really ends almost as New Hope begins. Yeah, like you could run those two together. And people will. Yeah. That's yeah. what's going to happen. And as, we, as, this, as this movie enters into the continuity of Star Wars movies and people start to do marathons and those sorts of things, we will watch Rogue One right before you start A New Hope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is actually literally what I was about to say. Yeah. About how they should do that. So do you have, uh, banked it as you think about the movie, do you have any favorite moments or favorite... Let's, let's start with favorite... Let's do favorite characters first from the movie. I should pull up IMDb so we actually have character names here. <laughs> I think I know. I think, I, I think I'm good with, with, with a, a bunch of them. blind guy with the staff. Yes, and that's a guy I don't know his name, but that guy was... I'm going to find out. That guy on. was pretty cool. I mean, and, and that's the... I mean, one of the interesting things I think when you watch A New Hope is, the, is within the Empire is the tension between, like, religion, kind of faith and reason, you know, um, or for science and religion between, um, you know, the, the, you, you see, like, Tarkin and other Maybe. folks, like, almost making fun of Vader because, right. like, he believes in that stuff. And um, and this has kind of the most religious character, um, I think, in a Star Wars movie. In it, it, truly religious in that sense. Because yeah. um, if we're going to talk about this in a Christian sense, Luke is really becoming a believer the first trilogy right. I mean, and ultimately is a Jedi by the third movie right um, Obi-Wan is is a believer but mm-hmm. um, he's sort of quietly devout and we have a sort of a monkish type character yeah who, who it's it's not clear that he I mean he he's not a Jedi in terms of how he uses the force or things right. like that but he has this sort of Literal blind faith, I guess, yes. because he's a he's a blind character. Right. His um, name is Chira Inway. Yeah, yeah. I thought I I really found that character to be really interesting. Um, uh, which I mean, it would yeah. I mean, I would I wouldn't mind exploring more of the different relationships people can have to that power. Right. You know. So I thought that was pretty interesting. And then he was paired with a um, he was paired with a character in the same way like like um, Luke and Han are paired as if you know han is is more of the um skeptic that, yeah more yeah, thank you yeah more, more of a skeptic about that i mean so so the, the this monk like character is paired with another character who 
um, has <laughs> a little bit of an awakening or, or is at least moved by that mm-hmm. um, at the end. But I actually really liked that pairing. I would have spent more time with those guys, too. I would have been okay. Um, what I, one of the things that... That was Baze Malbus, by the way, if you're looking thank for you. another name. <laughs> Baze, yes. Um, so so I, I, I like those characters a lot. Anybody, anybody for you, Chris, that... I... Okay, so I, I, we're kind of jumping around here a little bit. Mm-hmm. But again, this is first takes. This sure. is hot stuff. My big critique in this movie was that I thought the plotting was solid. I thought the pace was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, it never it never felt slow to me. Uh, although the guy next to me fell asleep, which is really weird. Mm-hmm. This is opening night for a yeah. uh, for a pretty big movie. Anyway. Um, Maybe he had a long day. Might have had a long day. Might have been plowing snow. Um, but um, I thought character development in this was pretty thin. Maybe yeah. really thin. Yeah. yeah. Now, admittedly, character development, especially in episodes one, two, and three, is is also quite thin as sure. well. Um, but uh, I was expecting to see a lot more depth, especially in some of the main characters like Jen Erso and Cassie and Andor, so it's kind of the two big leads in this movie. It really didn't happen, and it just I kept waiting for it. It's just there wasn't a lot. We sort of rely on this flashback scene that begins the movie to uh, childhood scene from. Uh, for Jen Erso, and it's just, it's just not, um, other than that, there's not a lot of development for her. That said, um, I really liked these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually kind of like that we didn't get too much. I mean, why like, is that? Like, well, with, with with casting that he that because cause part of the the character development is like, well, you know, what's what's his motivation for being part of this, and and I sort of like buying just that this is about. Somebody who's part of this Rebel Alliance, and we don't need, right? You know, I mean, that was actually one of the fears that people had as you move from the first trailer to the second trailer. For this, is that in the second trailer is when they, when they introduce a lot of the father stuff, the, the Galen or so stuff, and people were sort of sure. like, oh no, is this going to be, is this going to be about somebody just sort of working out their father issues, right, and right, things right. like that. So, so the fact that you had, um, that you, that you had characters who were just fighting for this cause I kind of thought was was um, I was okay with that I think yeah yeah that, that, that's that's fair and I mean and I guess we don't if well okay so here's a big spoiler everybody dies at the end right Can we just say that yeah um, yeah and because that's the case which I was proud of them for that too yes okay we talked about this ahead of time we, t- we talked about expectations for the movie and I said and I was really thinking about the Tony Gilroy reshoots. I said, I think Jen Erso lives to this movie. And we'll actually, uh, Banked is our expert on sort of uh, theories, fan theories about what, what this movie might have contained. And there were some thoughts that maybe that Jen Erso was going to get somehow linked into the the mythology by, you know, being uh, Ray's mother. Mm-hmm. And, well, clearly that didn't happen. She's right. she's real dead. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody in this movie is real dead uh, because the Death Star uh, nuked the city that they were all in. So they're gone. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was great. I mean, that needed to happen to, to I think, give some credibility to what this was in, in the Star Wars movie. What it also does is it makes – it expands the notion of what the Rebel Alliance is or what, and what the Rebellion is because – right. By the time you get to episodes four, five, and six, the original trilogy, it's you almost get this feeling that the Rebel Alliance is like this little Skywalker clan, mm-hmm. you know, and everybody else is there, but it's really about these people. This gives you this wider picture of when you have all these 
you know, the folks in the kind of control hub, right? The Mon Mothma and people like that, right? Um, and 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 these folks who are now, I mean, they're essential figures for this story because the, if if not for them, you don't have a new hope. You don't have right. the, the inciting moments of that movie, right? Uh, in terms of the plot, but they're also they're not people who we have to follow their lineage and like they're just right. off the table. Like, right. So I thought that was, All of them. yeah. Yeah. And, um, hmm. what do you, th- uh, bank, you looked at some of the theories online, some of the YouTube videos that sort of reporting what some of these characters might be. Um, are you surprised that none of these things bore out? It isn't. What do you mean? Well, I mean, you told me, you were telling me some of the theories online before we saw the movie. And, uh, I don't know. Were, were any of them right? Well, that they all die. One of the most ridiculous ones is that they turn into the Knights of Ren. And now the people who made it, they're going to make theories that the Knights of Ren are just a bunch of Force ghosts. Ooh. But those but those guys aren't Jedi, though. Right. But you That's supposed j- to be a joke. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, you're right. I mean, so these sort of kind of hackneyed, stretched theories to, you know... Put plug um, Jin Ursa into the the, the the Skywalker clan, or to plug this into sort of the mainline theories. No, it's it's pretty clear that this is a one shot movie, and we're not going to see any of these characters again. Right, right. Um, and that, actually, one of the things I was I was interested in as we had dinner before the movie was like, okay, where are we going to see the seeds of potential spin off expanded Star mm-hmm. Wars stories? Mm-hmm. And did you see anything that? Particularly well, one or two, but they're pretty thin. Um, there's this, cl- there's this interesting line. Okay, so, I mean, you, you, those of you who are listening probably know in my other life. I'm a political scientist, and there's this this little throwaway line that the rebellion is almost sort of like the moderate rebels, and um, uh, Forrest Whitaker's character, Saw Gerrera, yes, um, is a radical, or they call him an extremist. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like this is just parallels to things like. You know the Hamas versus Al Qaeda, mm-hmm. um, something like that, and I don't want to put the rebel the rebellion in those kind of terms. But I mean, we've got. Uh, I'd love to. It'd be an interesting story to see how the rebellion fractures. I was trying to do the math in the time frame, and frankly, the end of the movie helped me out because I was trying to figure out how long has the Empire been in power? Well, about twenty years. Because mm-hmm. I mean, really, Luke is probably what eighteen, nineteen. Mm-hmm. When is when is when, how old is he in the New Hope? It's probably, I would say, 18. Okay. He's, he's about ready to go off to the This uh, is happening academy. at the same time. So he's, um, so, there, so the Empire's been in power for, for 18 years. So at some point along that time, there's been a fracturing. And folks like uh, Saw Carrera have gone off to become sort of radicalized compared to the rebellion, which is a more uh, shadow government kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's fascinating. Um, would you want to see a Saw Carrera movie with Forrest Whitaker? Um, I... I don't know. Like I, I, I liked the, the actually one of the first kind of bigger battle scenes you saw was sort of their version of what you know um, what combat looks like, and it, that was actually a fairly exciting scene. And it was it was unclear who was who, and I actually liked that. I, I liked you, that. you talking uh, about at the, at the temple when, yeah. they, when they stopped the kyber crystals from being? Yeah, combat. yeah. I thought that was. I really liked that scene in particular, and it was. Sar- it was Sagrera's in the Clone Wars. Oh, he Already. is. Yeah. Really. Yeah. So, what do you? Where do you see him? So, in the so what is his backstory? Um, he's on Alderaan. No, I I don't know if it was Alderaan or like 
some other planet, and um, they it was actually like a rebellion against the separatists. And he's 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 kind he was kind of the leader, except no one actually voted for him. And um, and then his sister is voted as the leader, and he's kind of second in command, and he helps kind of cap- capture back that planet. And also, one thing that I have to point out about that particular thing in the Clone Wars is their training and their shooting down these droids. And Anakin literally says, impressive, most impressive. Hmm. So he's a longer-lived character in the Star Wars universe. That's interesting that they're tying in... You know, new characters from a clone from Clone Wars into the into the franchise. Now. Yeah, yeah. Does that suggest that could happen again in the future? Yeah. yeah. Ben, can I ask you? You've seen all the Clone Wars, right? That's correct. So, is there another character that, from the Clone Wars that you'd like to see in the films or see a movie about? Not really. <laughs> so that might stand well, on its own. Well, in, in Clone Wars is pretty dense, right? I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot going so, on. Yeah. So you know, they they maybe some of those stories have been have been told. So is there is there a movie if if uh, if the head of Disney Lucasfilm came to you and said, "All right, we want you to pick sort of the next expanded Star Wars story," like what would what what movie would you be interested in in seeing? Um. Well, I would pick... So, bef- if you don't know, before Phantom Menace, the Sith are actually equal to the Jedi, and there's, like, equal amounts, and then they have this huge civil war, and the Jedi think that they've wiped out the Sith, but really, mm. Emperor Palpatine and Darth Plagueis have survived. I honestly think that that would be, be an awesome movie, uh, because it's... It's kind of the opposite of Rogue One, actually, because Rogue One, there's no force at all. But then, with this, it would just be like pure force, and that would kind of be really cool. I agree, that would be really cool, and I think we now have the filmmaking capacities to do that mm-hmm. in ways that maybe didn't exist uh, for the original series. Um, both of you kind of wrinkled your noses a little bit when I suggested this is sort of a uh, Star Wars ver- equivalent of the Battle of Hogwarts. That there's now the ability to show multiple different special effects users in a large battle scene at the same time. And mm-hmm. I think that that's pretty compelling. and pretty, it, would, it would be pretty interesting yeah. um, if you want to do that kind of deep dive. So I'm with Banked on this. I'd love to see that kind of a, uh, of a film. That said, one of my other criticisms, my, my biggest criticism I think is the character development issue. But my other minor criticism of this movie is from a film that wasn't supposed to be about the Force, there was a lot of Force in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a sort of a Force monk or Force religious zealot. I mm-hmm. like that. You did? Yeah. It was great. We've also got sort of a, a key pivotal scene where Jen Erso decides to um, pray? Is that, that that's the right word? I mean, yeah. She's, She's, uh, you know, she's sort of following this crystal their mom gave her about the force, and and yeah, there's a fair amount of kind of force language and force talk in here. Plus, I think for a movie that's not supposed to be about the Skywalkers, not only do we see Darth Vader, again, spoilers, uh, we see uh, Leia at the mm-hmm. end of this movie, and a really interesting bit of CGI work, which I was pretty impressed with. Yeah, yeah. Well, and uh, but that 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 I don't <clears throat> that I don't see as like a, a problem because that's Why more. Is that? 
Well, in terms of the the Skywalker connection okay. at the end, because like that, we knew this was leading to that anyhow. So that was okay. Th- that allows for you to have that sort of almost exact connection. I mean, there there was mm-hmm. talk, there was rumors that they might even just use some footage from A New Hope at the very end to just be like, this is that that moment when we connect directly, and they almost do. Right? You know? Yeah. So yeah, there were several characters that were. Photoshopped is not the right word. I thought it was rather skillfully done, but uh, Leia, as she looked in mm-hmm. uh, 1980, yeah. <laughs> appears in this movie. Um, was some, I, I don't. I, I presume that was Carrie Fisher, but probably some extensive that, yeah. CGI work. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the actor, I don't know his name, who plays Grand Moff Tarkin, passed away 20 years ago. Yeah. And a very, very convincing CGI version of him appears in this movie. And I thought that might be in a scene or so, but... He's a fairly extensive and pivotal character right, right. for someone who is essentially computer-generated right. in a live-action movie. That, those were the real technical achievements, I thought. Yeah, yeah, no, mm-hmm. I, I, it's that was pretty amazing. I kept and I, and I knew that going in, so I kept looking at that character to be like, can I sort of see the strings somewhere? Mm-hmm. And I was that was fairly. I thought that was uh, that was fairly convincing. So, do you have a a, a movie you'd like to see? From based off of this, no. Just if you were given the keys to the uh, the franchise to yeah expand out, I think so. Um, I would love to see a standalone Obi Wan movie, um, sort of a almost like a western. I'm, there's this extensive period of time where he is um, after the Jedi have been defeated, after he's in hiding, where he's he's moving around. And I mean, I could imagine like a, almost like a Clint Eastwood style, um, pale horse, pale rider kind of thing, where he rolls into town. There's some kind of injustice going on. It's it's pretty localized, maybe, but he makes a decision to help the good guys and solve some kind of local issue. At the same time, he's trying to keep tabs on those Skywalker kids. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be really that could be a really fascinating kind of small movie, small look at who he's becoming mm-hmm. as a Jedi. I think that'd sure. be fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Well. Um the other movie that I would uh, do would actually be really similar about it, and I've been thinking about it for a long time. It'd be about Darth Vader, Yoda, and Obi Wan, called Darth Vader Jedi Hunter. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think that would be. Uh, well, you and I have talked about that. I think that would yeah. be a, a pretty interesting. Uh, it could be pretty so sort of like like how do you, how do they clean up after um, continue to clean up after Episode Three. Um, and 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 really, how do the how do the Jedi stay right alive? Um, Plus, right. also, I would reveal Yoda's species. What's that? I would reveal Yoda's species. Ah, you would do that. Yeah, yeah. like some would say, like we we're hunting for the um, Yoda species. Yeah. Yoda. Yeah. 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 I'm on board with that. I think that I can actually be one cohesive film, mm-hmm. and that might be really interesting too. Yeah, yeah. Because um, you could have them, and they wouldn't even need to be in close proximity to each other. But I mean, you could, you could look at what are the three of them doing, right? And and there could be moments of close calls, or I mean, you can't make it too close because they can sense each other. So like, it, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, we're getting, you know, we're we're getting kind of around the thirty minute mark here. Okay, so yeah, we gotta get some. Some ranking here. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's the thing that I wanna I wanna hear. Um, now, before we get to the rankings, I, I was trying to remember this, and Bank and I were talking. So I want to know your history with Star Wars. Like, like, sure. what was the first Star Wars movie you saw? I mean, I have a feeling, yeah. Chris, and I know 
we're probably very traditional in terms of the order that we saw these things in. We are, but probably not in the same time frame because my, my viewing time frame was a little bit weird. So I um, I saw A New Hope first, episode four first, mm-hmm. um, and then five and six before I saw one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. But there was a big gap for me between four and five. So I saw four and just existed with that for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then I saw five and six in pretty quick succession. Mm-hmm. See, I, yeah, I saw, I saw, I saw four. Excuse me, I saw four in the theater. Now I didn't wow. see nineteen seventy-seven. Okay, I, see the I was born in nineteen seventy-seven, so I mean, I was I was born ten days after after episode four came out. But it was a re-release, probably around eight seventy-nine eighty. Okay, I was very young, but I distinctly remember watching. Wow, it. I remember my mom picked me up from the babysitters and. We went and saw this in the afternoon. Good job, Nora Muscle, on that one. Because, um, <laughs> like, this is not her kind of movie, but she she knew she had enough sense she, to she had know, a call. like, this is yeah. going to be good. And then I saw I saw uh, Empire sometime um, probably well after it came out. Okay. Probably around 82 or 83. Okay. And then I didn't see Jedi until 86. Oh, wow. Okay. Because... I saw it at home on video, and yep. it was the, it was the case of um, back when your local video store had one copy of a movie. You might wait a while, several, like two years, before you could get your hands on that copy of the film. So right. it was. I think it was my birthday party in 1986. I uh, so my ninth birthday yep. that I actually got Return of the Jedi and sat and watched it, and it was it was great. And then I saw, saw all of the prequels in the theaters. Yeah, me too. Um, Banked, your experience is a little different because you were born, I think, the year that. Um, Revenge of the Sith was made. Re- the Sith came out. So you you were born into a world where all of these movies existed. So what is the order that you saw these movies in? Well, um, my kind of experience with Star Wars, I, I, I first saw New Hope when I was in kindergarten. I was, I was aware of Star Wars. Like, I didn't even really know about anything before I saw A New Hope. And then... Um, but when you saw A New Hope, did you al- you already knew... Darth Vader was Luke Skywalker's father. Like that was just in the air, right? No, no. Okay. Oh, wow. uh, well, and then and then because like I I really didn't really know anything. And then I went to um uh this guy's birthday party, and then I got and with the um gift bag, there's all this um like Star Wars stuff, and then I got interested in it and. And then we were at the mall this one time, and then you got New Hope, and then we saw it, and then that's how it began. Okay, so that was the first one, and then what did you see after that? And then I saw Phantom Menace. Okay. Oh, okay. So, so New Hope, Phantom Menace, and then then it was at five six, Empire and Jedi. Yeah. Okay, and then we and you you did actually do a recording of me of my first reaction to a New Hope. Really? Yeah. Oh, that exists somewhere. Yeah, love to dig that out. Yeah, I'll have to look for that. Um, so, so Banky, if you were to rank, wait, can I, can I ask oh, Banky a quick question? Sure, because you said something a few minutes ago that I thought was really interesting. You said, "Oh, and then I saw Force Awakens." That's right. Oh yeah, you said you were kind of leaning towards liking Force Awakens more because you didn't want to just feel like every single, every single newest film you saw was the best one, which I think is a, I think it's a really admirable way to kind of approach this, but. Um, does that something you experienced as, like, as you saw each of these movies consecutively? Was the newest one the one you liked the most? 
Um, obviously that happened with the New Hope because that was the only one that I saw. Sure. Um, Phantom Menace, you know that's that's all right. I I. But as a, as a little not, kid, you loved Phantom Menace. I I am not I am not a huge I'm not a huge fan of Empire actually. Um, this is a point of contention for your father. It's kind it's kind of. It's kind of down there on my list. And Return of the Jedi, then then that was my favorite and then um and then Attack of the Clones wasn't my favorite, Revenge of the Sith was my favorite. Yep. Force Awakens was my favorite and I want to say Rogue One is my favorite, but I don't think it's my favorite. All right. So yeah. so rank them. Go go um, you, you, you go first. Worst to best. Uh Phantom Menace. Attack of the Clones. Okay. You can be honest. Wait, 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 wait. Um, does are are we are we counting the Clone Wars movie? Uh, if you want. Because I'm the only one who saw it. So I'm the only one who saw all the Star Wars all right. the Star Wars movies. That is right. Um, and that and then I might actually go the Clone Wars movie because and then. And then I'm going to go Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Um, Revenge of the Sith. Return of the Jedi. Rogue One, A New Hope, Force Awakens. Oh, okay. Okay. How about you, Chris? Wait, say that again. I, I, I didn't hear that. So he went, um, he went Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, yep. Clone Wars, yep. Jedi, or, um, Empire. Okay. Revenge of the Sith. Yep. New Hope. No, Rogue One, A New Hope. Return of the Jedi. Oh, sorry. Jedi, Rogue One, New Hope, and then... Um, Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Okay. 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 Um, you want, you want, you want yeah, mine now? Yes, absolutely. Okay. We're going to start off the same. Um, Phantom Menace is my least favorite. Do you and dislike it, or is it just your least favorite? There are parts of it I actively dislike, uh-huh. but in general, the movie gets a passing grade from me okay. because um, parts of it are so well shot and so interesting. Um, the things I don't like are the things everybody else generally finds detestable. I think uh, um, is it Sebulba is the mm-hmm. is the his his sort of uh, Anakin's owner. No, Watto is Watto. I find Watto to be wow. A, I'm sorry. Yeah, well done. Thank you. Is just an openly racist character, and that, that doesn't sit well with me. I think Jar Jar is an enormously stereotypical character and annoying to boot. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just almost nothing redeeming about that character at all. Um, so, but that said, I, I'm okay with pod racing. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's, at the time, it was visually really impressive. The battle scenes, kind of impressive and, and interesting in, in mm-hmm. certain ways. Darth Maul is pretty cool. Darth Maul's Darth Maul is the best part of the movie. Well, can I walk that back? Yeah. The Jedi, the 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 kind of um, opening up of the Jedi world is the best part of that movie. Mm-hmm. Seeing Qui Gon Jinn, seeing um, Obi Wan in a, an apprenticeship role, like the, seeing those kinds of things on the screen is actually the best part of that movie. Darth Maul is the best part of the movie after that. Uh-huh. Um, they just they just nailed the bad guy entrance there. Mm-hmm. He's only he's only on the screen for like twelve minutes, but it's pretty yeah. great. Um, okay, so um, and then um, 
Attack of the Clones, which I always call When Clones Attack right. for some reason. <laughs> um, that movie's redeeming uh, redeeming pieces, the set pieces, the battles, mm-hmm. right? But the the love story is just tedious right. to watch. It's but just when Yoda tough, pulls out the lightsaber, that's dope. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. actually, when Yoda comes in with the cavalry, is pretty cool too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yep. Because it's the first time you re- you see the stormtroopers or the clones, but you're like, oh, they're the good guys. Like that, right. that was a real. That was that was a, a real thing that they have to mm-hmm. deal with is to yep. you know to, to see them paired up yeah. And then after that is a pretty significant jump in quality to me. Other people don't like Revenge of the Sith, but I really kind of do. So above above Attack of the Clones is where I start to really enjoy the movies. I enjoy Revenge of the Sith. Hayden Christensen is still a pretty wooden actor. The dialogue is not great. George Lucas is not great at writing dialogue, but there's some really interesting components to that movie of how. And, and that's and that's a, it's such a pivotal movie in sort of sort of the change of Anakin from a Jedi into a into a Sith Lord, and I think that's fascinating. Mm-hmm. And there's some interesting callbacks in Rogue One. We see this brief shot of of Darth Vader um, without his armor on. Mm-hmm. He's in a, he's in some kind of a tank. And you can see that he's lost both arms and both legs, which is where we left him in Episode Three. And mm-hmm. um, there's a call out to both his fragility. But also his incredible terrifyingness in the in the final scenes where he just levels a whole bunch of rebels. Right. Um, so okay. So that's so there's my um, there's my first three. Number four is where it starts to get a little bit tricky for me. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna say return. I'm gonna say Jedi. Um, the Ewoks are just hard for me to to watch. Um, and and the the rest of the movie is fine. But it's yeah. Um, it, it's got some speeder bikes are cool. Nah, you know, like nah, it, well, I will say the uh, going back and watching it, like the effects are awful on that. At the t- yeah. as a kid, I thought that was super, who cares those were super about dope. the effects? It's about the story of the movie. I don't know about that. I think it's it's both. It's yeah, both. Yeah. Uh, um, I I disagree with that so much. You don't even know. But okay, so after after Jedi, so um, I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm going to go Force Awakens because although it's beautiful and I'm totally in on it, like the movie, it's derivative. And derivative makes it lose a lot of points for me. Then after that, we go to, I think I'm going to go Rogue One, then A New Hope, uh, and then Empire. This is my best. My, okay. my, my first three are the same as yours. Okay, one, two, three. Yep, yep. Um, then I would say... I think I would say Jedi next. Okay, which is where um, mine was too. Okay, then, um, and Rogue One's really hard to put in this, but I would say Rogue One. Okay. Then I would say, um, um, uh, Force Awakens. Okay, so you, 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 I flipped those two. Yep. Then I would say Empire and the New Hope. I'm I'm a sucker for New Hope. Like that's okay. To me, that's, that's those are really close for me too. Yeah. You could easily talk me into New Hope being my favorite movie. Yeah, I've recently watched Jedi and I forgot how great it is. But but to me, a New Hope is always it's kind of got everything because it's yeah it's it, it's the most self contained piece. Yep. yep. In some ways, Rogue One is the next most self contained piece. Certainly. Yeah. 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 All right. So. Um, what would it take? Uh, what would it take to have moved Rogue One higher in your list for you guys? It might take another watching. Okay, you know, like that. Actually, that that might be it. And I plan to watch it next week again. So, like, um, yeah, I. It, it that that's the most unsettled one. So I actually, right. what I realized is I just kind of put it in the middle. <laughs> and, yeah. Because you know, um, I've got it in my top three. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
I, I want to see it again, and because um, I really liked Force Awake. I was, I agree with everything you said, but it also, it was really great. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Well, um, yeah. I don't, I don't really think that there's really kind of any major. There, there's not really any problems with it. It's just the other ones are just so good. Yeah. And that's hard to compete with. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, once we get past the first two, the, the, my two lowest-ranked movies, well, really once we get past the first three lowest-ranked movies, I have no problems. Like, I'll happily sit down and watch any of those. Yeah. Well. Um, oh, wait, I have one no, yes. last thing. So when Darth Vader's in the tank, mm-hmm. who is that guy who bows down to him and, like, Yeah, some kind of functionary, out. right? Yeah, yeah. What was interesting is is in the in the trailer breakdowns there was a lot of people guessing who that was and I'm not sure that that's a one person literally thought it was Darth character. Maul. Right. I, I was crossing oh. my fingers that it was. Yeah. Because he does survive a new uh, uh not a new hope um a Phantom Menace yeah. spoiler alert. <laughs> um, oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's probably all the time that we have. Um, we could keep talking on and on and on. We kind of want to. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I'm excited to, to see the movie again, to yeah. dig into it a little bit deeper. Um, I really want to talk to I Mitchell Crumb about it I didn't see anything about the headless guy. The what? Headless guy. The headless guy. Who's the headless guy? Is that from the trailer, too? Yes. He's, he's in the trailer, and I literally saw nothing about it. Well, what's interesting is there's actually quite a bit in the trailers that's not in the movie. Okay, can I ask you a question yeah. about that? Yeah. And my <laughs> favorite quote of all Star Wars isn't even in Star Wars. <laughs> so, which is? Um, what will you become? It's in the trailer. Yeah. And it immediately became my favorite Star Wars quote, even though I had not seen Rogue One. And now it's not in the movie, and I'm really angry about that. <laughs> Um, do is this a, was this filming a trailer that, of things that weren't in the movie to keep that movie more pristine, or were, was this a subject that, a function of the reshoots? I think it's probably a bit of both. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, they, it, and what it actually what I what I liked about it is that it allowed us to watch those trailer breakdowns and people's theories on it, but then also realize like they were making big deals out of things that aren't in the movie you know right you know so so that 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 uh saw guerrero line made it sound like that, that that was part of what made people think the big theories about jenner so that right she could be all these different things and like it seemed like that was going to be a pivotal thing when it really wasn't and as it turns out she's a rebel war hero right who, who died in her last mission yeah it's yeah. gonna be really fun it's gonna be really fun to watch those um trailer videos again and make fun of them yeah <laughs> that's right that's right I was amazed how much they got right, though. At the same time, yeah, yeah. Like, well, wait, like what? Just even, like I would think that the the major arc of the the movie, like they pretty much had in terms of yeah. um, what 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 why they were at Jetta, what was um, right, kind of yeah, yeah. Really, just the 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 plot of the movie, they got mm-hmm. big chunks of that right. But then it was the sort of smaller speculation that they were blowing up into big ideas that. Right. That didn't really pan out. Okay, I want to ask a slightly, slightly military, slightly esoteric question here. Yeah. Help me remember: in A New Hope, there's the the fleet of the, of the rebels is really limited, right? That's why they're attacking the Death Star with with, with yeah. fighters, right? Uh-huh. 
Is that right? Uh, I think so, but it's also because that's the only thing small enough to get into the... Um, yeah, in the trenches. Get into the trenches, yeah. Okay, I couldn't remember if they actually had other ships or if it was like, this is all we got. Because I was trying to figure out, as, as tactically, why would you commit the, the mass of your forces to assault this shield um, uh, and uh, for what is essentially a suicide mission on the, on the ground? That doesn't make a ton of sense early on, right? Um, that's, not, that's not what a sensible general would do. Right. He, um, so, but it is convenient. Maybe it's for, not a sensible general. Well, those uh, those calamari are pretty smart. Yeah. Um, but if uh, if you need a plot device to explain why the, the the fleet of the rebels is so decimated in A New Hope, this conveniently does that. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it also I? it also deals with the, the the big question that people always ask in terms of like why would you build a Death Star but have like this very very obvious flaw in it is that oh that was intentional that was brilliant that yeah. was a brilliant piece of plotting yeah um that i thought was yeah i mean it comedians for for decades have made fun of that point and yeah. and uh, and they just kind of closed it up a little bit yeah. with a, with a movie yeah yeah i have um one last thing to point out <laughs> okay just to point out that i have been really kind i really thought about in one part of rogue one um it's about a new hope when the rebels attack to the attack the Death Star, an Imperial officer goes to Vader and says, "There's 30 ships." And Vader says to match them ship for ship. And I have the game um, X-wing, and in the in the game, one X-wing is as powerful as two t- Tie Fighters, and so that they're they're basically going like uh, two. Ships against one ship, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now you could say that the Death Star has all those guns and stuff, but they but they say that it's equal that it's equal to like half of a small fleet, mm-hmm. and if a small fleet is like thirty, and they're acting as if thirty is a big deal, so I don't think that thirty would be a small fleet. That's barely any. So um, I think that's just hubris on the part of of the Empire that they think, think yeah they. Because that that seems to be a big theme of that movie too, though, is that like and then, they really don't think there's a chance. That and anything so can happen. I th- yeah. and so I think that um they were they were smart when they just like they just unloaded Tie Fighters on that. Yeah, yeah that was a, um, a Crumb said uh, this was the best space battle he'd seen. It was pretty. It, that was pretty. It amazing. was pretty sweet, yeah. uh, and it, it was well. It was well shot. It was well considered. Um, you really got a sense of scope and scale there. Yeah. Um, and although it was really telegraphed, uh, when they send the hammerhead ship to drive the the in star cruiser into the shield, <clears throat> it was I audibly was like, oh yeah, it's gonna, yeah, gonna happen. Yeah. It's gonna be good. Yeah. 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 So, any other closing thoughts before we wrap this up? I thoroughly enjoyed this. I don't know if we're great film critics, but this was super fun. I'm glad we did it. I'm glad we did it in the middle of a blizzard, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we need to get Chris home before... Uh, before I sleep on your couch, that's right. basically. That's right. So, yeah. uh, do you want to close the show, Chris? Well, on behalf of my friends Banked and Sam Mulberry, thank you for listening. This has been a podcast of Live from AC Second. This is our Rogue One podcast. Uh, we, we'll be back in uh, early February with a whole bunch of stuff for you to listen to. Stay tuned. Go Royals.
far away.